Russia invaded Ukraine. Might have heard of that. After months of threats, in February 2022, Russia invaded Ukraine, ostensibly to protect some of the Russian-majority eastern provinces which had declared independence from Ukraine and to prevent Ukraine from joining NATO. Obviously, it's still ongoing and it has made us further question media narratives. Should we trust them this time? This, this one time are they right? Come on, guys. Some of the fringes of the right have defended Russia, and others have advocated for America to be neutral in the conflict. But almost everyone else has jumped on the Ukraine bandwagon. Is the war a noble struggle between David and Goliath, with the very ideas of freedom and democracy being threatened by a tyrannical communist? Or is the war an attempt to defend Eastern Europe from Western decadence and atheism? It's really up to you to decide. No, I think I'll decide for you. I'll tell you what's really going on here. It's a bunch of uh, globo homo, money laundering, George Soros puppeteering. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not finished. And who all, who else knows what what's going on? I mean, think about this. The Russian military, the entire Russian military spends about $60 billion a year. And we are just getting ready to send $40 billion, $40 billion uh, and if I'm not mistaken, it was basically with no strings attached or very little to no oversight. So where is that money going? What is it actually being used for? We're sending almost the budget of the entire Russian military to one conflict. Is that all going to, into Zelensky's pocket? Because I, I, with that amount of money, they could probably just take over Russia and flip the script. But you know that's not going to happen because this war has been dragging on. So what exactly is going on here? There is so much that the media is not telling us. There is so much that politicians don't want to talk about. And none of it really adds up. And there's been so much propaganda around it. They want you to believe that Ukraine is the innocent party here. Putin or Putler, as some have called him. Evil, bad, terrible. And I'm not saying he's not evil, bad, and terrible. But there's more going on here. It is not black and white. And if you think it is, then you need to reexamine the facts. Now, let me ask you this. Have you heard a mainstream media source tell you Putin's reason for invading? No. See, you haven't even heard that. You don't even know his, his reason for doing it. I don't agree with his reason, to be fair, his reasons. Uh, but he, does, he did give reasons, and nobody who hasn't researched this knows it. They just said, oh, he invaded because he's evil. Exactly. But, now, I would say, okay, maybe I do know... Uh, the only thing that I could really come up with just off the top of my head right here is he just wants to reclaim those provinces that are that are more friendly to Russia. What what reasons has he given? It's NATO. Again, I don't agree with what he says, but he says basically, first, Ukraine isn't a real country and it has always been a part of Russia, which is not, not true. Secondly, he said, back when NATO was formed, North Atlantic Treaty Organization... It was supposed to not be in Eastern Europe whatsoever. That was the agreement, the word of mouth agreement. It's just going to be Western Europe and America. Yet it has continued to encroach further east to where now there are border countries like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. At least one of them is mm -hmm. in NATO. And uh, he'd always had the assurance that Ukraine wouldn't join. And then Ukraine said they wanted to join NATO. And NATO said, oh, yeah, sure. We'll start the process now. <laughs> yeah. So that was his reason that he feels like the entire military might of the U.S. and Europe is meeting right on Russia's doorstep. And that is what would basically be legal if that happened. If, you, if Ukraine joined NATO, we could legally have all of our stuff right there on the border, right there, yeah. ready to go against Russia. Now, 
what doesn't make sense to me is why he has done this when he knows that it's so it's such political suicide. And really, it's it may even be truly like physical suicide to go up against all of NATO, knowing that they would rally behind the Ukrainians and and put billions and billions of dollars towards this. They could basically just bankrupt Russia in a war of attrition if they really wanted to push it. So why did he think that this was the way to go? I think he underestimated the resistance efforts and the willpower of Western Europe and the U.S. to actually do some real sanctions on him and his country. Because the war plans, Putin was ignorant, let's be honest. He was completely ignorant about how good his military was. I think they were supposed to be done in a week or two to like take Kiev and mm-hmm. take the government hostage and take the key harbors and the key cities in eastern and southern Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. It was supposed to be like, come in, sweep them, done, and then we can work out something. Yes, that would have been my plan if I had done it. You know, that would, that sounds like a good plan. And he obviously went wrong somewhere. Where he went wrong is what I guess you're saying is, A, he didn't expect the resistance and he didn't expect as much support from from NATO. I don't agree agree with his invasion. I think it was stupid and not justified. Mm -hmm. I understand why he would be unhappy that NATO kept expanding. But to wage this war like he did, it's not like Crimea where he just took it and then nothing really happened to him. Because he didn't actually invade Ukraine when he took over Crimea. He just had it, had them do an election and they voted to join Russia and then they just basically seceded from Ukraine to join Russia. I see. I see. Yes. It wasn't like sending people in to like to shoot to shoot them until they gave it. He was more clever about it. Yeah, I I agree. That was a more effective strategy because it was less risk to him. This is such a huge risk in as far as manpower and money and just the optics of it. You just look like an ass. It just confuses me that he decided to make this decision. But what also confuses me is how people can rally around Zelensky uh, knowing that this dude was just a couple years ago right wrapped up in one of the most scandalous events in American history, the the Ukraine phone call with Orange Man himself. That was Zelensky. Nobody remembers that because their you know their memory and their attention span is so short these days. But he was right in the middle of all of that, which was that was part of the reason behind uh, one, you know, one of Trump's impeachment trials because of his corruption. So how are you going to turn about 180 degrees saying, oh, yeah, Trump bad because he's colluding with Ukraine and then turn right around and elevate this guy, this Zelensky guy to the status of like demigod? And let me ask you, conservatives, do you, would you support a politician who thinks abortion should not only be legal, but should be provided free of charge to anybody who asks for it at any stage in pregnancy. What about someone who thinks prostitution and uh, all drugs should, well, a lot of drugs should be legal? Oh, you wouldn't vote for him? What Would you support him and give him $40 billion and just go into all this propaganda about how great Ukraine is all of a sudden when nobody even, no one cared about Ukraine before this? No. no nobody was supporting Ukraine before all this happened. And now it's, It's like the best country in the world all of a sudden. Because it's a cheap way to virtue signal. It's a cheap way to to, to get acceptance. I bet late 2021, if you polled Americans and gave them a map and said, put a dot where Ukraine is, maybe maybe 20% would know where Ukraine was. That is an extreme overestimate. (laughs) You are being very, very gracious. 10 to 20%. I guarantee you that... People don't even know where Ukraine is now. 
any more than they did in 2021 before all of this. People just put their flag out front. They don't actually know where the country is. They don't actually know the geopolitical situation or the history, and they don't really care to learn because it's all about just being part of the team. And my team is supporting Ukraine. So guess what? I'm going to support Ukraine. Do I really think deeply about it? No. Do I care that Zelensky's all pro-LGBT and trans and stuff and, and is part of the Jewish conspiracy? No. No one cares about that. To summarize, I actually don't care anything about the war. I don't care who wins. Yeah, me neither. I, honestly, we should have just remained neutral from the beginning. It's their fight. Let them fight it out. And Ukraine, just in general, because it's a corrupt-ass country, should not have been part of NATO anyway. You know, we should have at least extended that olive branch to Russia because there's nothing worse than a cornered enemy. And we cannot bring Russia absolutely all the way down to its knees where it has no other options. Because let's remember, guys, they're a nuclear power. I've said enough. Evan, you can have the last word on that. Educate yourself before you take strong opinions on social media. At least look up the basic facts. That's all we ask. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sons of Antiquity Highlight Reel. To hear this clip in context and to enjoy our full-length episodes, check out the links in the description or search Sons of Antiquity on YouTube, BitChute, Spotify, or Apple and Google Podcasts. 